Blog Talk Radio. Okay. All right, Donna. I am on the radio link as well as Google Hangout. Not sure. I'm on the. Yeah, you're on the radio with me, Davida. I just want to see if I'm still being heard on the Google Hangout. I'm trying to do a simulcast, but I didn't bring up my phone because I didn't anticipate this. So I'm on Skype, which may or may not have taken over from the Google Hangout. Can you still hear me? I'm typing in Facebook just in case she can't hear me. Um, Donna, if you can still hear me, because I still have up the. Uh, I still have up the Google Hangout page, but I'm not sure if Skype has taken over control of my sound. Donna, can you just type in and let me know if you can still hear me? You're my sound piece to the uh, Google Hangout side. Ooh, now I'm getting um, feedback. Hmm. That's from my phone. That was from my um, phone. Oh, okay. for my computer. Okay. Sorry. I, I can't. Um, you, oh, great. She can still hear me. So fantastic. Seems like we can get this simulcast at some level. All right. So um, thank you for joining me, Trudy Behrman here of TrudyBehrman.com, host of Debt Free Wealth Radio. We're doing a hangout tonight for as best as it can happen. It's also being simulcast. And for whatever it's worth, I'm definitely going to try and pull the uh, audio out of this to make sure that I have a good clean tape and I can replay it Friday morning um, just just to be on the safe side because I'm not sure this technical glitch, how it's going to work. I have on the line with me Davida. Now, Davida, I don't want to pronounce your last name wrong. Yemi Akanle? That sounds um, good. Yep. That sounds okay. great. That sounds okay. great. Can you hear me? Yeah. Okay, fantastic. Now, um, I invited also Toy Parker on. She isn't on right now. I don't know if she'll join us in a little bit. But I just want to introduce my friend, Davida. She and I are actually in the same space. Uh, she is also in the financial space. I'm going to just go ahead and she's a very accomplished woman, uh, author of many books, which I didn't see written in her bio here, but I'm just going to go ahead and read that. Um, Davida is an apostle to the marketplace and nations. She is a sent one. She's an advocate for orphans and marginalized women. Davida empowers women oops, sorry. Davida empowers women to become no limit persons, discover and unleash their untapped reservoir of potential, live life on purpose, become economically empowered, become highly influential in their world, embody the person, lifestyle, and message of Jesus Christ, and make maximum impact for him in our generation. She, as a visionary entrepreneur, wealth creation and potential development expert, her passion is to see the body of Christ free of their money worries and economically, oh, come on. Oh, like screen. Uh, economically empowered. 
Thank you, my darling. Economically empowered. She teaches both from a redemptive and wisdom perspective, uncovering the timeless, proven principles of the Bible. I am honored to have Davida on with me. Um, and if you guys have followed me at any level, then you know that I am totally about collaboration. I have no part with competition. The Lord showed me a long time ago that just because there are millions of songs on the radio doesn't mean another one should not be produced. And we all have our sphere of influence. We all have those that will resonate with one person over another. And I really believe that when we come together as a body, you know, the hand can't say to the toe it's any more important. So it's my honor to have Davida on with me as we look at the topic of women, wealth, and worth. Are we a financial farce or a financial force? Now, um, Davida, I want to just welcome you. Do, do you want to say anything before we get started? Would you like to open in prayer, please? Okay, um, thank you, Trudy, for inviting me onto the program. And thank, um, it's great to be here with you. It's great to be with the audience. And um, I'm looking forward to an exciting um, time with you. I'm speaking from London, England. So hello from London, England. It's um, like past midnight over here. But um, <laughs> we're still awake and, um, yeah, Thanks ready to go. Thanks a lot, Okay, so I'll just pray quickly. Um, just Father in heaven, we just want to thank you for this opportunity to share your word, to um, empower your people. And Father, we just ask that even as we, as we speak, that you'd speak through our, our um, mouth, you open up our ears to hear you, that everybody um, listening will have a word, the, the, the questions will be answered, and that you will um, impart something new and something good to them in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Okay, so we may have, as you guys heard, some patches where Davida may, uh, you know, be sounded out, but uh, in the name of Jesus, we're going to still move forward and trust that despite the glitches that we have encountered tonight, that some powerful uh, things will still come across, and that especially women listening today, we will walk away feeling empowered and not feeling any way a financial farce, but to recognize we are indeed a financial force. Now, what actually triggered this conversation is uh, one of my clients, she is a wife that stopped working to have her baby. When she came home to have the baby, she really wanted to, she anticipated going right back to work. But, of course, with the birth of her baby, she did not want to do that. She did want to stay home and enjoy some additional time with the child. And she was very, very frightened. Now, when when I met her, I, I did empower her to get some financial um, activity under her belt from home. But even with that, compared to the income she had made before, I noticed uh, in our conversation some things were coming up for her. Um, she was feeling like she she shifted from in her mindset from feeling like a contributor to the household to feeling like she had to beg uh, for things because she couldn't buy them herself with the money she was making. She now needed to go into the uh, significantly depleted household funds 
and she moved her mind into this begging uh, format with regards to her husband. And also, she felt that, you know, she stopped paying attention to the money because really she was managing her own, he was managing his own, and she never really took an active role in what was going on in the financial status of her family. So what happened now is that now that the only income coming in was her husband's, she felt that, you know, she had even less of a say as to what was going on. And this really triggered the conversation for me um, to really bring up a really big issue for women, especially when it comes to, you know, stepping away from earning an income to going into the house. So I want to open with that, um, Davida, and I want you to just share, you know, what you would have said to this to this young lady. Okay, um, it is a bit of a difficult one in the sense that um, we know that as a woman, we have priorities regarding um, the family, especially when we're having children. Um, it's, I, I think as you were talking, Trudy, the first thought that came to my mind was that we are... Um, in a relationship, in a marriage relationship, we as um, a spouse are not to be dependent on our on our spouse. We are supposed to have an interdependent relationship. So, um, when when a person or woman finds herself in that dependent role, it is a bit disempowering, and um, if that if that situation isn't managed properly. Um, it could lead to all other types of emotions and thoughts, and it could even affect the relationship in um, a, a negative way. Um, I always believe in um, seeing people empowered. Um, it doesn't matter if it's a male or female. I believe that, you know, God expects us all to um, have dignity, live with dignity. So, um, and I know that when we are not bringing in an income, I hope I'm being heard. Uh, you are heard. I'm hearing you. Yes, yes. So I know that God, God, um, part of what um, God has done when he's given us a job to do is um, he's given us um, dignity as we do that job. You know, but we know that as a woman, a lot of times the woman is working, but there's no economic um returns kind of direct economic returns tied to that income however um we also know that most of the time the person who has money who owns the money or who has control over the money has economic power so i believe that if a woman is in a situation or they know that they're going into a situation like that a lot of these things have to be discussed um, be beforehand, especially if this is a lady who's been um, in a job, who's been economically empowered or has had a bit of control over her finances and has been contributing actively to the household funds. I think in such cases, people need to sit down and discuss 
and plan before that situation actually happens to decide on how they, because it's a joint decision, it should be a joint decision anyway, that um, the woman is staying at home to look after the kids. So those things should have been discussed um, prior to to um, taking that time off to have the child. However, if that hasn't been discussed and they've gone ahead and the lady finds herself in this disempowering uncomfortable situation um there's nothing wrong with still looking for a way to discuss bring these these issues um out to the open um with one another and if that's a difficult um situation if it's a difficult thing probably with a third party involved Hello? i agree i think what 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 was her issue is that the plan was she was going back to work at the end of the uh, um, appropriated maternity leave, mm-hmm. and she didn't want to. So she kind okay. of changed the plan in the relationship at the last okay. minute. Now, uh, in my own situation, going years back, and this is this is why you know I, I you know I tried to be empathetic. But when I married my husband, I had married him from a, a very powerful place. I myself was earning uh, a very solid income, had my own home, my own car and everything. And when we decided to get married, one of us was going to have to relocate. And I decided I would relocate, which meant giving up my job. But I did not in any way, it did not in any way make me feel less of a person because I totally understood the power of this new relationship. Also, when we decided to have children, we planned this, and I planned to for us to be working through one income. So I adjusted our lifestyle ahead of time and adjusted mm-hmm. to living on one income, knowing fully well I was still going to earn something, but I didn't know at the time. So when I find women in these situations, a lot of it for me um, is mindset because it was her mind, it was mm-hmm. all in, in her mind that she had to shift from being a contributor. And, you know, the other thing, too, is uh, you you touched on where I was going to go with this. The economic power is not recognized because a lot of times women underestimate their economic Mm -hmm. power just because a financial remuneration is not coming behind uh, what they do. So the way they shop, their shopping decisions, you know, maybe they they still want to go out and splurge versus, you know, at this point in time, they look for ways to cut back or to be more creative, you know, maybe instead of eating out so often, they cook more at home, um, you know, they're, they're probably giving up uh, the cost of babysitting in exchange. If she were to actually um, compute the financial savings to the family, you know, a dollar saved is a dollar earned. So really and truly, she's not, it's mindset anyways. Um, you know, it, she has to shift her mindset, and and it it should be a conversation because the mm-hmm. husband also has to be seeing it the very very same way. Um, so fantastic. Now, so in other words, ladies, I think that Davida and I are on the same page on this. Uh, just because we've shifted to this role, we understand that maybe the the we're not contributing dollars to the financial pot, but that does not mean agree with me, Davida, that we're any less valuable to the family. Oh, definitely. 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 Okay, and then on the 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 moving on on the topic of women and money, I just wanted to bring up um an overlooked, I think overlooked uh concept is that in Luke 8 verses 1 to 3, there's a quick mention of, um a quick mention of the women 
who walked with Jesus and pretty much financed his uh, ministry. Um, we we see this again in, when Paul picks it up. You know, these women. There were these were some powerhouse women. Abigail also in First Samuel twenty five. Although there's no record that she herself was earning money, she had control and say so because when her husband said no to David, she still moved resources that way anyways. And then, of course, we see Proverbs 31, this fantastic entrepreneurial wife and mother coming forward. So I don't think the Bible in any way, um, you know, what do I, what do I want to say, um, pulls away any power, any economic power from women. I think it's very much there. Um, you know, I think a lot of that disempowerment is coming, uh, you know, from somewhere else. Because as you pointed out, uh, uh, Davida, dignity comes with whatever God has given us mm -hmm. to do. Yeah. I would love you to throw your, your two bits in here on that. Okay, okay. Okay, um, as I was thinking about um, this program and, that, and what you had told me it was going to be about, one of the things that um, occurred to me was that, um, and maybe something that's taking place and taking shape in my life, is that we weren't created to work nine-to-five jobs. Mm -hmm. We weren't created to, um, to, to have our lives built around our work. Uh, you know, mm -hmm. I believe that, yes, yeah, I believe that that's a man-made um, situation. You know, I believe that God wanted um, work, work, our work can adjust to us. You know, our work can, um, our work shouldn't be the primary thing, our lives. We should, um, I think I've seen a saying that says, are you working to live or living to work? Mm -hmm. I say that one yeah, all are the time. You, yeah, are you? Mm -hmm. Yes, yes. So basically, I think um, generally over the um, board, we need to, and even if you look at people who are um, very wealthy, um, maybe millionaires, they're, they're, in most cases, they, they, um, their work is around their lifestyle, not the other way around. You know? So I believe that what we see here, especially in the West, where um, you have to go in and build a career, in that in that way that we see it being done, isn't isn't the most natural. I believe that um, a woman can work around her family and still draw in an income. Now, if a person is making it, and I think it's a mindset thing as well, because I know a person like Trudy, I believe she works because I see what you do generally, even though <laughs> we, we haven't discussed this before. But but myself and a lot of other ladies that I speak with uh, or counsel with, I find, I find that they, um, they, they're stifled in a job and they're looking for a way to, you know, um, create, a, still work, still bring in some economic, um, um, to bring in some money, but at the same time be able to fulfill the other obligations or the other roles in their life. Yes, yeah, so I think... I'm not sure what question we started with on this, but I think um, a lifestyle change doesn't necessarily mean we should not bring any in any um, kind of money into the into the family. There's flexible ways of working, and one should be able to adjust to that. 
or look for such opportunities. Once you're aware that those opportunities exist, then you probably would find you'll be able to lend yourself to them. Well, the Bible says, by the sweat of our brow, we shall eat bread. And how I interpret that is by the sweat of our brow, we shall eat bread, is we're working to live. We're working so that we can live. We're not living so that we can work. We're working so that we can live, not living so that we can work. And so um, I definitely have created the lifestyle that I want. Um, mm-hmm. fact, the fact that I have my children, I don't see as a handicap. I see as a reason, and it has mm-hmm. created the urgency, exactly. the necessity mm-hmm. to create a lifestyle that we want as a family. And the fact that I'm wireless, that I can, you know, I homeschool my son. That these were all decisions we made so that we could exactly. have the lifestyle mm-hmm. we decided. So we can pack up and travel. We can, you know, do whatever we need to do. And these were decisions we took. I've written books. You know, there's different ways to make an income once you've decided that that's what you want to do. So, you know, definitely um, financial force versus financial force. I wanted to just quickly read the Luke 8, 1 to 3, because I don't think a lot, I know I mentioned it, but a lot of people probably have, you know, if they've read it, they've kind of overlooked it. Um it said here, uh, Luke 8, 1 to 3, it's titled in the Good News Translation, Women Who Accompanied Jesus. Sometimes, sometime later, Jesus traveled through towns and villages preaching the good news about the kingdom of God. The 12 disciples went with him. And verse 2 said, And so did some women who had been healed of evil spirits and diseases. Mary, who was called Magdalene, from uh, whom seven demons had been driven out. Joanna, whose husband, Chusa, was a office in Herod's court, and Susanna, and many other women who used their own resources to help Jesus and his disciples. And, of course, Judas was the treasurer, so the only way he can be a treasurer is if there's a treasure to treasure. So um, <laughs> the fact of the matter is that um, these, you know, um, these women were definitely instrumental in getting the movement of the you know, of the word out, you know, mm-hmm. they financed Jesus' ministry while he was here, or they helped to finance his ministry. We don't want to overlook that because that's very powerful. It's quickly mentioned. Uh, you know, you don't hear it often preached, but I, I really wanted to just highlight these areas because I, I don't think a lot of women uh, understand this very powerful position that we can play if we are of a mindset to do that. And then what about, um, you know, we can wrap this up in a little bit, Davida, but, I, re- you know, what about the Proverbs mm-hmm. 31 entrepreneur? Let's talk about her a little bit. Um, something was coming to my mind as you were finishing off with that last, um, passage, and I think okay. it's to do with the fact that um, you know I I see a lot of women um, running businesses and doing something economic around what they do, you know. But the but the challenge is that um, I think that they could develop their skills so that they could do that at a different level. Um, mm. There's a lot of activity going on, however. 
things can be they they uh, they have the potential to be um, to produce more economically and to be more economically influential, even as the as you described the ladies in um, in, in these passages. So I believe that um, maybe training or whatever it is. I think people shouldn't just underestimate. Um, maybe mentoring what that could do you know to 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 bring them to to help them realize their potential um as businesswomen or as entrepreneurs um so that they could have the kind of lifestyle and um the lifestyle that they want for themselves and their family and the freedom also to to um maybe to spend their time doing what they want to do and also the the financial freedom um, to have the options, you know, to be able to make choices um, for themselves and their families. You know, one area that I see a lot of us struggling in is the area of um, having to do what we don't want to do, you know, and that's because we're not economically empowered enough to, um, to have the options, you know, to have the choices. One thing money does for us is it opens up, it gives us choices. Okay. Um, you want us to go to Proverbs 31? Well, actually, I want to kind of jump on that a little bit um, because I think a lot of women, when they feel their income is inadequate and their mindset is on, you know, the fact that they're a victim or they're the, the weaker sex mm. or they should be uh, taken care of, mm. then, um, you know, they look to uh-huh. men for other strategies which are not empowering to themselves to finance the life and they trade off something of themselves in the process. Um, yes. You know, and, and even when you talked about doing some of the things they don't want to do, I, I coach a lot, you know, some people, and I, I find that, you know, what, even when people have jobs that necessarily don't excite them, um, again, mindset has a lot to do with it because if you – if your mindset is, oh, the grind, I hate this job, I wish I didn't have to go, then the the job becomes a problem. But if, if you can, if they focus instead on this is maybe a temporary strategy to get to somewhere, because I have seen people when they are driven to do a thing, maybe they want to go to school in six months or whatever, and they will take all these odd jobs that they would never otherwise take, and their mindset is completely different. It, it's a means to an end. They do it with energy and vigor, and, and then it, the job now has a purpose. It's not the pleasure isn't coming from the job itself, but their you know their mind is on a bigger purpose. And so... It's yes. I, I really I never want to to diminish any job because everything I mean mm-hmm. one of the things that I've really um, noticed at church is uh, a lot of people want the more obvious um, forward public um, uplifting positions yet somebody still has to sweep the floor and take up the garbage because if these things are not done I remember there was a young man at our church and. Uh, he was in my Sunday school class many years ago, and when I ran into him, he told me, oh, I only clean the church. And I said, oh, my gosh, honey, say that with pride because somebody's got to do it. It's an honest income. You are here. You can think to yourself that you're contributing to the worship environment. It has a lot to do with how you perceive the job. 
And, you know, I never want, because this is why people, you know, want to be seen. And, no, I have no problem taking the behind-the-scene job, the one that's never celebrated. I will clean the toilet if it needs to be cleaned for the for the honor of God, you know, it, because that's just, it has to be done. Somebody's got to do it. So, you know, I, I think a lot, if we work for the audience of one, even if we're sweeping the floor, I think we can still do it with dignity. Everything can be, you know, dignity doesn't come from the job. Dignity comes from who we see ourselves as and who we are doing things for. Because if I were to take my honor from the job, then that would not, you know, it wouldn't account for all those celebrities that have killed themselves. It wouldn't account because jobs and monies and titles do not make the person. I think that dignity that you spoke about before comes really from that mindset, that heart place, how we see ourselves. I see myself as royalty no matter what job I'm doing. I'm the child of the king. I could be sweeping a toilet today in the name of Jesus. I mean, if, if that's what the church needs, if that's what the, the group that I'm helping, that I'm, I'm volunteering with needs, I'll have no problem doing it because my dignity isn't coming from the job. My dignity is coming from the fact that I am a child of the king. So I just wanted to throw that out there real quick. Now we can go into progress. I I'll just say a few things on the back of that as well, because I left um, a job. It wasn't a job as such, but it was a job. Um, I was working in the city in London here um, in a company that I jointly owned with 12 other people. So we were both the owners of the company. So we were both the employers and the employees. But what um, I'd like to... Draw, yeah, so... Um, that was when I met the Lord and the Lord led me out of that particular job into some other area of work. And the Lord specifically told me to keep myself free for him. So I was happy to do anything. You know, it didn't matter what I did um, to bring in some money if I needed to do so, because um, it was a choice. You know, um, I had my qualifications. I could have been earning some top, I won't say dollars because I'm not in America. But, yes, I could have been earning a lot. But out of choice, I did jobs that, you know, people wonder, why are you doing this? But like you were saying earlier, there was a why. There was a purpose. Mm -hmm. And it was on the way. I was on the way somewhere. You know, so right. um, people shouldn't look at their, you know, you, ha you have to know your purpose. You have to know who you are. You have to know um, your God, you know, and yeah. your value doesn't come from your job. It doesn't come from what you do. You know, it comes from who you are and whose you are. You know, I exactly. know a lot of um, women, you know, when they lose their jobs or they, 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 they're not earning as much as they should be, then they start feeling insecure or inferior. But that shouldn't be the case. No, Davida, I'm going to have to wrap this yeah. up because I want, I, I'm going to have to wrap okay. this up. My computer is on 10%, and I don't want to stop okay. to go get the plug. So I want to ask no. you to finish up, and, and we can close in prayer because uh, we won't have time for the prayer. We can probably get another show. Okay. So you just want me to close off, or do you want to say something? I'll, I'll do, do it. it. I'll, I'll do it. So I just, uh, Davina, really quickly, tell the audience how you can get in touch, how they can get in touch with you, and also remember on the page to type in your website. Uh, like I said, Davida's written many fantastic books, guys. You'll probably want to go check those out. Davida, share quickly how we can uh, follow up with you. 
Okay, you can um, get in touch with me through my website. It's davidayemiakonle.com or um, kingdomwealthcreation.com. Um, yeah, if you go to either of those sites, you can drop me an email and I will get back to you. And I'll post the link onto um, Trudy's um, page like she mentioned. Thank you. All right. Thank you. Thank you for joining me today, Davida. Father, in the name of Jesus, we just want to thank you for this opportunity to share. Father, this has been recorded in two different formats. I believe technology-wise it has. So this will live on beyond this moment. And, and Lord, I hope it will bless some people here um, and moving forward. Even if they listen later, Lord, that they will still be blessed by the sound of what they're hearing right now. So I just thank you for Davida and her willingness to be on with me on this show. In the name of Jesus, thank you so much. Amen. 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 Thank you, Trudy. All right, Davida. Thank you so much. And for those of you listening live or later, thank you so much for joining me. Trudy Behrman here of TrudyBehrman.com. I'm super simple to find, and I look forward to connecting with you. <laughs> 